0: Hello weebs, new and old, and welcome to Gateway to the Aniverse, the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice through the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. I'm Sam, a self-proclaimed anime enthusiast, and with me, as always, is the man who's wondering what happened to Dragon Ball A through Y. It's Will! <laughs> How are you this week, Will? Oh, that's wicked.
1: Yes, I'm very good, thank you, Sam. I do, yeah. I, don't, I, I, I watched Dragon Ball Z very sporadically as a as a child, and... That that question was always on my mind. What? Why Z? Why Dragon Ball Z?
0: Why start at the end? Yeah. Why, where's the rest of it all gone? Uh, who, who knows? <laughs> Have you been this week?
1: Uh, I've been good, thank you. How about you? What you what you been up to? Uh
0: not a great deal to be honest. Uh, I've been watching um some anime this week. Uh, shock horror <laughs> what um, anime. I indeed yes. Uh, this week I've been watching After War Gundam X. Uh, More a Gundam. spin-off universe. <laughs> always more gundam mate it just never stops this is the last show actually of gundam never? apart from the sd series okay. that i needed to watch to have watched pretty much all of the mainline entries in the franchise so i now have seen it all oh my god i know all of the different timelines but yeah no it was i watched it quite quickly actually it was 39 episodes and i tanked through them all relatively quickly uh, over the course of a week i'm impressed and the new anime season has started up, so winter season is here. And here with the forks, uh, we've got Re Zero Season t- Two Part Two. Beastars is back with Season Two. Promise Neverland is back. We've got Skate the Infinity, which looks awesome. oh I've got, there's just so much, and of course, Attack on Titan is still kicking ass everywhere. It's incredible. I don't, I don't think we've ever actually discussed the whole uh, the way
1: seasons work. So there's like literally seasonal. Releases of all all different types of anime, then like 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 a like a, fu- yeah. like a football season or a hockey season or something. There, there's
0: anime yeah. seasons that come in different <laughs> times of the year. That's mad. Yes, yeah. so we get, uh, each of the four seasons is when shows will start up. Oh, so wow. we're just going into winter now, uh, and that's what we call a core C O U R, which will be about twelve or thirteen episodes worth, right. so twelve to thirteen weeks worth of shows. So that's where the term a one-core or a two-core show comes from.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. making a lot. I can't believe we're just getting to that on
0: episode, what, 16 or whatever this is. 16. We're finally defining what seasonal <laughs> anime is. Oh, oh dear. Brilliant. How about you? What have you been up to this past week?
1: Um, I've been continuing to absolutely smash through uh, how to get away with murder. Nothing to do with anime. But it's just, it's too good at those cliffhangers. It really is. Like for anyone who hasn't seen the show the whole premise is that they start the beginning of each season with this like uh murder that's happened something really big and shocking has happened and then they go back six weeks and tell the story of how they got there and they keep jumping forward so at the end of every bloody episode they give a little sneak peek uh, give a little bit of additional information to that final scene that you know is coming later on
0: so is it a different
1: set of characters each time no, no, it's all, it's got this longitudinal arc over uh. the seasons as well. I mean, I'm only on season three, there's six seasons. So, uh, and, and season, I'm not without, without spoiling anything. Some things just happened at the end of season three that I am shocked about and I'm really, really upset about. <laughs> but, uh, we'll see oh. what, where it goes in the next three episodes. It might be one of those where like, okay, now they're just trying to, you know, a bit like, uh, the second core of, uh, of uh, Death Note where it's just like, okay, now we're uh, Trying to extend it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um but hey, we'll see. Um yeah, not much else apart from that. I've also the one other thing that I have been doing is watching a new anime show.
0: Whoa! A brand new
1: anime show. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately it's all been deleted.
0: Oh, it's all been erased, has uh, it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, this week we are watching Erased, uh, known in Japan as Bokudake ga Inai Machi, or The Town Where Only I Am Missing. It's a 2016 series that adapts the manga of the same name into one core. Uh, The manga that it was based on actually ran from 2012 to 2016 and ended about the same time as the anime did, so it was quite synced up which is interesting. Mm. Uh, The story follows Satoru Fujinuma, a man with the mysterious ability to travel back in time moments before a fatal accident can afflict somebody. Um, The show focuses on Satoru as his power mysteriously sends him back much further than ever before. The show is directed by Tomohiki Ito, who is best known as the director for the first two seasons and the movie of Sword Art Online. Uh, The series has gone to spawn light novels, a live action film and also a live action miniseries on Netflix.
1: Yeah, so me and Sam have watched the first three episodes of Erased and we're going to go into a little bit of detail and decide whether this is a gateway show or not. Um, Obviously, there's spoilers ahead, but we're going to... (laughs) <laughs> we're just going to go back and forth a little bit and see what we thought about this show in general. And um, yeah, we're going to, we're going to see if this can be shown to a novice or not. I've, I've got a lot of good things to say about this show. I, I really enjoyed it in general. Um, have you, when you, when you came to the show, Sam, the, yeah. the, uh, the first, we, we, we assess this show. We assess all our shows on three questions the first question is mm-hmm. is it conceptually good and I found that really hard to describe. Um when you came to this did you know what you were going into like was it was
0: had you already read the manga? Yeah, no I came to this completely fresh. Um I'd heard a lot of people say that it was a very good anime and it was something that you should check out especially because it's only 12 or so episodes long. Um and coming into episode 1 and just being immediately introduced to weird powers and then time travel shenanigans and it just kind of being glossed over and accepted as part of the world was very kind of not disorienting because i think the story holds itself together well enough but it is a quite a throwing you in at the deep end yeah at, at the beginning isn't it yeah did
1: you did you think that i get behind this
0: show what did you think
1: i presenting this to me ooh, oh.
0: when i present when i pitched it and when i was looking at what we could look at next i thought you would find the idea and the concept really interesting yeah i did because it is dealing with this so, so the premise in episode one we meet uh satoru and he has a special power and his power is that what before something fatal happens to somebody it, he goes it back in time
1: fatal? Because there was a dude with the girl getting abducted. Is it it always immediately? It might not necessarily be immediately fatal, I guess. But
0: is it always life and death related? Or is it just like... I think it is. It seems to be that the outcome is going to be deadly for somebody. And his power, which he calls revival, Mm. takes him back in time to the point where he's able to make a change and make a difference. Usually like one or five minutes. Yeah, he says that this, and we see it happen a few times mm. where he goes back a few minutes, or even just kind of thirty seconds or so, and it goes back to a point where he's able to intervene in some way, mm. or somebody, his actions are able to make uh, an inciting event stop. And I thought you would find that idea really interesting because it kind of plays this idea of preordained versus being able to change stuff, and yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it it was really interesting. I think if we if we get into episode 1, the opening scenes to be honest are really poor. I didn't enjoy those. Oh, really? Yeah, of him like ripping up his um manga and talking to his uh agent and or his uh, editor and then having the, the the bit with him just laying on his bed and having these like profound philosophical thoughts. There's a lot of f- philosophical conversations in this in these first three episodes which i didn't mind all all the time but to open a series i found that quite um uh heavy going i thought uh, there's there's a a thing you know like when you read a book or watch something a lot of the time people get you hooked in with like an exciting incident something that kicks it off you're right in the action or you know something intriguing something different whereas this it starts with the most boring bit of the series his his sort of day-to-day life and we get, mm. I know it's introducing the character and things, and it's this sort of it's a slow burn. Um, but I think if they'd have gone straight into the next bit,
0: you know, where he actually the st- next scene where he's actually on the bike, yeah. and he, he helps the the guy. That's interesting. I, I thought that's those opening scenes. I agree that they're not the most exciting, but it kind of gives you this really interesting look into his life at that point and. When we then see the scene on the bike where he's, he's got a. It's also interesting, I'm mm. um, jumping around a little bit yeah, here, yeah. Yeah. but it's one of the older, pr- oldest protagonists that we've seen so far. Mm. He's 29 instead yeah. of a super powered hey, teenager but that, running around. But that
1: doesn't stop him hitting on 15 uh, year old girls. <laughs> <laughs> satory may be problematic that, that, that's hard he's, <laughs> he's not hitting on 15 year old girls but it's definitely implied that something could happen there um which i've got a not lot for his with. mum, like pushing it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why is she trying anyway that, that, that's later on um yeah it, it is an old older protagonist which you know that's this that's, that's good but yeah
0: so we we see into his kind of he's in a rut he's manga is not getting picked up the editor saying he needs to put more stuff into it, but he's reflecting and saying, I don't want to dig inside myself. I don't mm. want to look at and evaluate myself. And he's that's why he's not progressing. That's why he's stuck in a dead end pizza delivery job. But then after having seen all that, yeah, the next scene is of his revival power activating and then him choosing to get involved, even though it's a net loss to him. So even mm. though he's depressed and he's not got anything going for him he still chooses to throw himself into a dangerous situation to help somebody else yeah and i guess there is that juxtap-
1: juxtaposition uh of having that quite normal mundane life and then this oh wait i behind the scenes i'm i've actually got the power to time travel um even though we get mm. no more i mean i'm sure it comes up later but we get no more information <laughs> <you're> shaking <laughs> maybe <laughs> um Information about how or why this happens or why this butterfly decided to transport him back in time at each of these moments. Um, The magic Mm. butterfly, by the way, is uh, very intriguing. I I I want that in my life. It's very, very beautiful. Yeah.
0: It's very beautiful. It's a very nice. uh, Butterflies are symbolic as well in Japan as being messengers of death, Mm. which is some fun symbolism. Oh, wow. Messengers of death. Butterflies. Yeah. Yeah, that's why in Bleach as well, you see a lot of butterflies whenever the Soul Reapers come into the, a scene or uh, need to communicate with each other. That, yeah. That's messed up, dude. Like, they're,
1: they're surely <laughs> a symbolism of rebirth and uh, second chances, and like a symbol of death. Uh, how that's just that's gruesome. That's so
0: harsh. They're so, so... yeah. They they also carry that with them, but it's also like it's it's that representation of the butterfly carrying the soul of the living off to the realm of the dead as well as evolving and i just feel like it's such a random thing
1: to choose like a raven or like something more sinister (laughs) might be death i guess it depends on how you view death doesn't it because if yeah (laughs) i see death. i see death as a raven and the japanese are a bit more (laughs) positive about their afterlife which is fine um okay so anyway moving on um so he's yeah we we open with this scene he's uh the the next bit we get introduced to is him on his bike and something he goes back in time a few minutes or a minute or so and he has to try and he's trying to spot what's changed he's always looking for something that's a little bit different and he sees the guy sees the the lorry the van veering off well not really just speeding up i don't really know how he notices you don't really get a clear idea of what he's seen but he no- he sees that this van's doing something different i mm. guess um and he speeds to catch up with it and he realizes the guy's not conscious in the in the cab and he's trying to wake him up and he eventually in the height of the scene manages to uh, turn the steering wheel and avoid running over this little boy um and crushing him and saves the kid's life and then he crashes and ends up in hospital um <laughs> yeah it goes into like a
0: two-day coma
1: yeah and you know as soon as we see that see that butterfly that sort of symbolizes that this event is going to happen that he's going to have this um jump back in time i'm i'm hooked like evidently it reminded me of the butterfly effect the movie with ashton kutcher i used to love that movie growing up have you seen it no but i know the the premise terminology and i know the idea yeah, yeah. like
0: a small change ripples out and out and out
1: yeah yeah so in the movie, he keeps going back in time to make those small changes, to try and make his life better. Um, and it doesn't really, doesn't really work, um, to the way he wants. Uh, but a lot of similarities with the idea that like eventually in that movie, he ends up trying to just rectify his mistakes, rectify, uh, things that have gone wrong. And here we get, when, when they explain the, um, what are they called? The revivals. Um, mm. He, it, our main character, Satoru, Satoru? Uh, Satoru. Satoru yeah. he explains that basically the best thing he can hope for is that things go as normal. It evens out. Yeah, which is a really yeah, depressing he, like... way to look at your <laughs> time travel power. It's like, oh my God, the best I can do
0: is just make things how they're supposed to be. Um, yeah, make things neutral. Yeah, But he then also follows up by saying, and more often than not, it ends up being negative for me. Yeah, yeah. And then he wakes up in the hospital and like, I... Oh, okay. Yeah. He, that was painful. He takes the brunt of it. But he's seen by his co-worker, um, Irie. And they have a bit of a conversation in the hospital when he wakes up because he's he does save this kid, but only she really saw that, uh, he did it to save the kid specifically. Everybody else just thinks that there was a collision and mm. that, uh, he was hurting it, but she saw that he tried to save this kid. And so they have this discussion about, uh, she says, "Oh, you've got this membrane surrounding you. I'll cut it open, and we can we can chat and we can get to know each other <laughs> more." But he's got all these walls up, and he's like, "No, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to tell anybody what my dreams are. I just can't be bothered with it. I'm just going to keep going at my own pace." And she's just like, "Yeah, well, yeah, maybe you shouldn't do that." <laughs> and then just leaves.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's very philosophical in the I mean, this conversation in general. It's quite philosophical. It's one of those moments where it's like. They have different perspectives on what dreams and whether you should like share those. And she thinks, sort of like, Mm. if you tell your dream over and over again, it'll come true. And that resonates with him, which very much under which, which comes back, comes back to later on. We sort of get an insight into why that might resonate with him. Um, Mm. because he has that, uh, moment later on with the other character, with another character. But, um, my, my point is here that there's, they're, they're shipping this sort of friendship. Uh, situation again we've got a 15 year old girl in a short skirt school uniform and they pan up her legs he looks at her legs <laughs> he looks, he looks the first at her. thing
0: he does when he wakes up <laughs> and <laughs> she's she, like
1: he tracks up, up her thighs and throughout, yeah. throughout this first episode he's constant, constantly like she's a schoolgirl. like the,
0: what what's she she is admittedly she is 17 because she's at like she's upper high school so she's it's still not great no it's still but, illegal <laughs> <laughs> but again in in it's j- just japan things isn't it it's because but, but here is ridiculous throughout this
1: episode they seem so. to be trying throughout these three episodes they seem to be trying to blur the lines between what's sexually acceptable and what's not like the whole relationship with that guy although he's supposed to be innocent um with kuri is it kuri i think it's kuri yuki 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 Yeah, yeah yeah, yeah that whole relationship thing with him with the children it's like they're trying to say that it's innocent and that he's not he's not but he's not helping him like that's not a situation you should be putting yourself in
0: yeah we it's it's dodgy especially when when yuki turns up um and we, we get introduced to him quite quickly uh once saturday gets back home but there i think for the most part this show doesn't play to fan servicey moments. We get that one bit with the thigh in the hospital, but then from that point onwards it's plays quite straight yeah. um, and is is taking a bit more of like kind of a raw look at it. Mm. When Satharu gets home, his mum's waiting for him there, and they talk a bit about uh how she wants Satharu to get in, like a nice uh, like a nice girlfriend or something like that. And th- this keeps coming back around that the mum is one trying to kind of set him up with uh iri yeah over the course of the episode is that not weird it's kind of yeah i mean she the iri clearly like has a level of respect for sathru but i like that sathru for the majority of it is just like not interested at all yeah he's he sees it as weird and the only reason that iri makes it back to the house is because the mum it late like in episode 2 is because the mum invites no, it's this episode, later on this yeah, episode, yeah, It's because the mum invites her. Yeah, and invites her to um, stay over.
1: Yeah. Like she goes to leave and she's like, oh no, <laughs> sleep here, it's fine. Like, what? She's it's a 17-year-old okay. like, There's girl. only one futon. <laughs> <laughs> and one sleeping bag. Yeah. And
0: you are taking the futon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's um, it's, it's yeah, an unusual situation. But... It, is a, it is very unusual. I, I, is, and... the, is there a bit of a culture, it's more common for Japanese, older Japanese men to be with younger girls?
0: yes i would say yeah Uh, you you often see it like this big successful businessman has the the young wife and it's a bit cliche isn't it yeah it's a bit more a man kind of his adolescent years are spent working and kind of getting to a a place of good repute and and reputation and then when he's dating they typically look for a younger wife Mm. because you know (laughs) yeah, <laughs> they can why not they've got the cash to do it and yeah. So it's a bit of a culture thing. It's still a bit strange, but I like that Sutharu doesn't just go like cartoon eyes falling out of his head going, Yes, this is it, this is the person that I want to be with forever. He just kind of shrugs her off as being a bit of a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. And I just I just think the age gap is, is so
1: large at that that stage. Like he's twenty nine and she's seventeen. Mm. Um but oh yeah, enough on that. Uh what the hell is up with mum's lips? Oh yeah. I think it's like just a no 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 lipstick no it's not thing. no it's not no it's not because we we get several comments on how young she looks it's botox dude she's getting she's getting that botox <laughs> in there because it, it, uh, no other character in this series has lips like that they are big juicy lips mm. and she big juicy lips they genuinely do look like she's had surgery on them and i'm um, that's that's what happened i'm, I'm going with yeah. it yeah
0: she's like what 52 going on 25. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, she she's a big deal is made out of her looking way younger and that oh I thought that that was your older sister yeah. not your mother. Um yeah. but I do like that Satori calls her a yokai which is like an evil spirit because that's he, he when's that their, their dynamic in their relationship uh when they're back at the house together and just before they go to to sleep yeah. like that first night. Okay
1: yeah I was going to ask about that because he said he just says that one word doesn't he? He just goes yoga, yeah, and I was like, I have no idea what that means, and it doesn't translate in in, in the dub. So no, it doesn't in, in, the, in the sub. Sorry, and uh, so I was like, that doesn't help me. Obviously, that's something I need to ask. I about. have no context for this. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, but we find. Well, the mum mentions. It's like, oh, by the way, do you remember from? all these years ago that there was a, an incident that you were involved in like, that's totally not going to be relevant <laughs> later on <laughs> yeah she, she she mentions the fact that there was this uh
1: abduction of children our main character satoru you know what i like with names satoru 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 okay mm. satoru uh starts sort of throughout I, I really like how he doesn't remember things straight away and how like things trigger memories and all the way through these three episodes Mm. he's got these little moments that go oh yeah that's that's what that was or like he sees things differently there's a real um effort put into what would actually happen how would psychologically how would people take this um so which was really cool and yeah so she reminds him that these children were murdered i guess abducted Abducted. It's it's abducted but we find out later on that they they died um or at least one of them died we actually don't find out anything about the second one in these first three episodes um mm, it's yeah. just the one girl but
0: yeah um and it's implied that it's this Yuki guy uh who Mum mentions it was like your life was in danger you used to play with this this guy all the time and we flash back to when Satoru was a child and he's playing with this guy in the park who's making all of these uh paper airplanes or model craft airplanes and then we find out is it then it cuts to like news articles and he's in prison over the kidnapping and murder of these three kids and it's like yep there there's a lot of warning bells going off there just from having this older guy playing with kids in the park it's like yeah hmm, it's not doing yourself favors mate well he's not and and you know he
1: he's talking about how you can change your personality and do things differently to be liked and things like this. And it's almost like Mm. it feels very groomy. Like he's going to then say, do you know how you can be liked by me? Do you know what you can do? Do you know what I mean? It's, it's one slight comment away from being uh, illegal and very inappropriate. Now, obviously we find out later that it, it, it does seem that he's, he is innocent and he is, doing this innocently
0: um without mm. these and it's just it's a series of misunderstandings. i really like that scene when, when we get to it mm. like the way that different aspects mm. of his personality are taken out of context when the police hear it yeah yeah yeah. no absolutely but we'll, we'll we'll get across to that
1: but um we find out we find out that he got charged with the kidnappings and he's basically in jail on death row mm. um for the murder yeah. of these children um and and we cut to the next uh, revival scene, which is when they're mm. walking out of the shop. Um, and um, he jumps back in time, uh, like probably less than a minute. Um, and he can't spot anything different. And he says
0: to his mum, I really like how that's played out. Like he, because we see him so clearly find the truck driver earlier mm. to come to now. It's like that he, he just cannot, see yeah what's happening and and, and, and genuinely and yes. i thought
1: it's i thought that at the very beginning when i when i well not in the very beginning obviously i watched these twice through to make notes um and i was thinking yeah. all the time like surely there's times you just can't see what's what's changed because there's so much going on like it's all very well when you've when you're in an anime show and you can show two scenes and one of them is different, that's fine. But in real life, there's so much Mm. going on around you. You're not going to be able to spot everything all the time. And yeah, like you say, this, this demonstrates that perfectly.
0: Mm. And and that's the case. He doesn't uh, spot the difference, but his mum just about does because he asks his mum to help him look around. She locks eyes with this person walking by with what you presume is his daughter. But then, he recognises her. She seems to recognise him. And as he gets into his car, he leaves this little girl behind. Yeah. The car just drives off. Yeah. And it's like, like honestly, watching that scene, I was like, oh my yeah. God, that was such a close miss. And he, again, credit to her. The mum clicks the plates as the car yeah. goes by, yeah. like which is great. But then doesn't seem to say anything else she doesn't call attention to it she doesn't go over to the kid yeah and, uh, i thought that was a bit herself odd. it's it's a bit strange but again i think that could speak to social differences and not wanting to get involved and to not kind of poke her head up above the power the the norm mm. yeah yeah um
1: it, it, I, it did take me um later on as they what well, um i think i think mum sort of might have an inner monologue later on where she sort of talks through what happened a little bit. I don't think when I first, on first watch, I really understood what had happened there. I thought maybe it was sort of um, an abandonment uh, rather than an attempted abduction. So like he was abandoning her and I was thinking, if that's the incidence that's changed, should, you know, like he should have taken the child, like the, the complete opposite. It was his child and he was leaving her at the supermarket. Um, which doesn't really make as much sense, but obviously I wasn't really sure where this show was going at the time. I wasn't sure what the vibe was. Um, so yeah, uh, maybe could have been explained a little bit uh, better, but anyway, it was it was quite a a, a realisation when you figure out that this was a very close call um,
0: and this child nearly got Yeah, it was... And I I think it speaks to how just kind of quick it happens, and I think this is what what the show does really well: is it doesn't shy away from just showing brutal realities of of various situations. Like that could just happen. It could a a moment's lapse in concentration, and something like that could happen. You don't want to think about it happening, but it could.
1: No, and I think this show is very hard hitting on some of the some potentially really sort of triggering um aspects of society mm. you know people it's got some quite con- not controversial uh just
0: what's the word it's know. heavy subject matter yeah. that yeah. it it starts to cover and i think the show does do a very good job of handling it in a brute like a brutally honest way yeah
1: yeah it's raw isn't it it's uh yeah and and yeah it's good we um we bump into Ari? Yep. Yeah, we bomb I, into I, Ari and uh, we yep. get that whole scene where she comes over. Uh, Mum invites Passed her over. Mum tries to ship the relationship and uh, uh, <laughs> our, our, our dude's like, no, that, that's not happening. Mum is so trying so hard to get him to wife her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, he drops her off at the station. Mum, uh, they, they chat when they come back. And this is a really weird joke. I don't understand this joke. Mum is chatting when they get back and they're chatting about the case again from when he was a kid and she says, Oh, that case was never solved. Um and and then he That was a joke, obviously. And then she yeah, and then she says, then, Oh,
0: that was that was a joke. Um I was clearly joking. Yeah, and she, I, it's a really weird I think it's not at value. I think she says it to kind of because she's thinking about the incident today mm. and she doesn't want to be burdening her son with more than she thinks he can handle especially because it is it was so close to the bone and and this is what seems to inevitably lead to the shocking scene in (laughs) at the end of this episode Mm. where she's thinking back on the attempted abduction on of the day and she starts to investigate by herself and she starts to put two and two together and she has the There's some really great tension building as she's in the supermarket (laughs) and she starts to like link things together. She's and she snaps the the, the
1: the loudest (laughs) stick of celery in the world and everyone in the supermarket (laughs) just stares at her. (laughs) (laughs) What a bitch. How dare she? Um
0: Yeah. How dare you make a scene? But she's she's not sharing what she's finding out with Satoru. No. Satoru. And that ends. She decides. She
1: decides she decide she- she's going to, doesn't she? She wants to talk to Sathero about it, um, mm. but it gets to. It, she gets home and she's on her own, and she thinks she hears her son come home, and then she gets shanked in the back with a big long blade, and
0: yeah, yeah, that blood is so red. <laughs> <laughs> she, yeah, it is. She tried the the whole way that that scene. Builds to just this, and the speed of just how he just yeah the guy stabs it. It's
1: a it's a really detailed push of the knife, isn't it? It's not like a quick mm. slash or like um. It's just a a unique way of showing that. It's just a, a controlled push it, of the blade. Um, mm. that they focus on, and it 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 just makes it quite real the, the way they do that, and yeah, the blood is this really deep. Red as she falls down, and she tries to reach for her phone, and the guy takes her phone before
0: she can reach it. She wants to call her son, and you know she's heartbreaking that it's it's the last we get this insight into her last thoughts, Mm. and it's all just her son, and from when he was a kid, and you're seeing all this like build up, and it's and then it's just when she's just dead, it's just yeah,
1: and Satoru comes home, he's just. Coming home from work and he passes the dude that stabbed her on the stairs and he hides his, the guy hides his face and we get this red eye, which is just very sinister. And Satara (laughs) is like, all right, okay, whatever. This guy's a bit shifty. I'm not going to think any more of it. And he goes in and he finds his mum and he quite understandably loses his shit a little bit. And he's like, he notices Mm -hmm. the knife and he panics and his hands covered in red red He's got his hands covered in blood and <laughs> you've got red on you <laughs> <laughs> oh you've got red on you yeah great scene um great film and uh his neighbor comes out and oh, sort of catches guess. what she thinks is him red-handed and um mm. that he panics and sort of goes outside and the police are there the police got there bloody
0: quick are we assuming so the dude called no boss? so uh, okay what i really like about this is that um it might have been that he called the police but i think it's more that um it there's this feeling of this building panic and helplessness mm. so he she screams and he's kind of caught red-handed and then she'll she rings the police the police arrive in speedy time and he's just can't process anything because he's still trying to get over it i do and- the, the woman's giving her accounts and I saw him covered in blood and then he's... The police are like, you're going to have to come with us. Mm. Like, We're going to have to ask you questions. And he just... The music's swelling and it's just this sensory overload as he's just completely rabbit in the headlights as he's getting thrown into the bus for this. Yeah, And then you get this like, disor- distorted sound effect and then the revival kicks in. Mm. The butterfly flies past. The revival kicks in and ah, oh, it's he's like, he's in the middle of like a snowy street.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So he, yeah, I I, I like that when you, when you put it that way, I did sort of think that at first, but I just, the second time I watched it, it did just feel very quick. Like, you know, like the police had Mm -hmm. been uh, notified earlier or things because I don't know, I feel like maybe he'd have, I don't know. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because I'm trying, I'm trying to think in that situation, if there was, say five ten minutes in between, mm. it'd be unlikely the real, if, if, if he'd really done it, he'd have hung around. If he'd really killed it, mm. he'd have hung around because he had plenty of time to go. And then he'd have watched the police arrive. It didn't sound like they were arresting him. It sounded like they were sort of just, they, they wanted to, he was a suspect, obviously, but they wanted to ask him some questions. Yeah. Um, but anyway, whatever he panics, he legs it, and the butterfly that the, the uh, revival kicks in, like you say, and he goes back to this, and he's running down this snowy street, following a small boy, and we we all we all sort of realize, and he sort of comes to terms with the fact that he's been transported back in time to when he was a young boy, and um, that's an interesting Way back to nineteen eighty. That's an interesting time travel development, isn't it? Because you you now realize he's not getting transported back; his consciousness is so it's, he's, he's in his 10 year old mm. self. He's not been transported back as an adult. Um, mm. which, you know, that has its own ramifications. And we find out he's back in school, uh,
0: as a 10 year old boy with his friends and the episode ends. Really? Oh, yeah. And it will be played out by Re, Re, which is the theme song, uh, by Asian Kung Fu
1: Generation. Right. Okay. I thought, um, I thought that's what it was because that comes across in the, in the subs when we get the OP in the in the beginning of episode two, it's like, what is this Asian Kung Fu Association?
0: <laughs> rii, rii. Um, I wish to speak to the Asian Kung Fu Association, please. Is there generation. another kind of Kung Fu yeah. Association? <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, so that's that leads out episode one. And and- there's
1: a, there's a really weird animation. The, the animation in this is quite unique in that the way the three it feels very that they, they try, they really go in hard on that, like three dimensional f- tracking of the camera as it like pans through certain scenes, yeah. Uh, and as it pans up to the school, and as it pans through the street, it's like it reminds me of those like low budget Pixar shorts. Um, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah,
0: like like the chess game and stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it's
0: it's it's an unusual style of because uh, it's not used all the time, but it's. <laughs> Yeah, and you definitely don't get that in quite a lot of anime, especially one which is as kind of grounded as this is. And I think that speaks to another one of the show's strengths, that it's willing to play with dynamic camera angles and the way that it presents the scenes and the characters. And it's heightened by the fact that it's an animation. It's not just a panel-for-panel showing. And uh, what I wanted to talk about uh, as episode two starts off as well, and we, um, I'll, I'll circle back to the OP. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when we're in the past mm. and we come back to the past, um, it shifts to be letterboxed. Yeah. So the the black bars come up at the top and the bottom the, to really like the movie reel. Of,
1: it's it's like a movie yeah.
0: movie reel. Top
1: and bottom. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. I liked mm, a and, lot of the and when it pans forward as well it's 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 got um it's got a, it's full screen yeah it's um there's a lot of cool effects like that i did like that and we sort of get our mm-hmm. first we we actually get our first shot of that in the op because they do a lot of uh movie um panels in that as well yeah, movie reels going through it. so what did you think of the op the op is insane i love the op oh yeah isn't it just though it's so good <laughs> Ah oh, right, okay. Oh. Let, let let me spill. Right, I love the go, first go. The, the black and white contrast at the beginning. Is such a cool, simplistic way to open, and you've got young, you've got young S-Satoru, Satoru and old Satoru sort of throughout this whole OP, sort of coming across each other in this weird sort of like, oh, I know you're there. Wait, what's going on? Who, who are you? And it's this um, <laughs> weird. Uh, dynamic where they're yeah they're sort of aware of each other but they're going about their day they never intersect do they? yeah and we then get this like th- that starts off quite slow and then the music builds and i love this song it's such a it got such a good beat to it such a good uh it's incredible sh- such a good
0: tune interestingly um when they chose the song for this mm. so most anime will choose a brand new song have a new song commissioned for the show but for this one they actually got uh Asian Kung-Fu Generation's re uh, re from an older album. Oh right. To use as the OP. Interesting. Which does it it's never done. No. Um it's always a new thing but to go back and get an older song. Yeah. is awesome. It it's it's from 2004 so it's quite close to the where the 2006 was the setting of the modern day stuff is. Mm. So they just knew that they needed this particular song for this particular show and it's just oh it's cool and
1: they do quite a lot of changes and things with the animation you know there's all these silhouetted characters later on and then there's the movie reel that spins around and does loads of cool stuff And he's like falling through all the different movie reel bits yeah and then there's like the it's sort of as it comes towards the end there's this just quick fire action scenes of things exploding things people running and things changing around characters swapping over and it's, it's a really cool bit of animation. Really enjoyed that.
0: Well, I think it's one of my favorite OPs. I I completely agree. I, I love it. It's great. I I listen to this song frequently, at least like once, once a week, every night. And especially now that we've, we've watched these. Yeah. It's just just such an excellent choice. So yeah, we, we get, stop talking about the OP, talk about the episode. I know we get to (laughs) 1988
1: and Satoru, Satoru is back as a kid. And, Honestly, I know, I I feel like we're, ram- we're rambling and, and tangenting, but sure, this is what people talk about all the time. Being able to go back in time to when you were a kid with what you know now. It's like this brilliant mm. insight into what would actually happen. How would you play out things with an adult's head on a child's body? Like understanding all the world, all, all the social skills. Like the, the, again, mm. with the sort of, it, it gives a really i have sort of jumping jump ahead here but this these next two episodes give like a really sociological and psychological look at like the motives of children and like why children do things the friendships they make the sort of dynamics that they create just to be sort of fitting in and liked and i think it's mm. it just makes it so much more realistic because it there's so much that resonates i think it will resonate with everyone these sort of like yeah. weird points of view that children have these inexperienced looking through inexperienced eyes and like what all they want is to be liked and to be friends with these guys and the pressures and realizations of that of a 10 year old child really sort of come through and i think they do that great they, they've clearly like really thought long and
0: hard about that shit yeah they absolutely nail it it's like you said older head on younger shoulders i think that dynamic is just so fascinating mm. to see how he has the knowledge potentially to prevent things and change things and do things. But he's limited not only by his actual, his physical stature, but he's also limited by what society expects of him as a child. Yeah. So there's limits to what he can do or what people will believe of him mm. whilst he is back in this child's form, Yeah. which is just such a cool way to approach it it's like okay cool i can go back in time with all this knowledge but i'm still in the body of a child yeah so what does that mean i'm actually capable of
1: yeah and not to be stereotypical of, of, of japanese culture but i feel like the uh, probably more rigid and strict uh, upbringing that children have in japan would again limit him more than potentially if this was a western westernized show they would probably do a lot more for the child having control and being independent and going off and doing things whereas in in a japanese sort of world he's still got those constraints and the relationship with the adults and things are still going to be quite yeah one-sided and
0: and the dynamics going to be a certain way very much so and you you see it straight away just with the way that they're talking about like their likes and their dislikes that is everyone's just quite content to just say what they like move along yeah yeah,
1: yeah they're, they're, they're children <laughs> they, they do a good job of illustrating these guys as children with children problems um
0: mm.
1: and he, he he ends up sort of freaking out a little bit and running home he runs back to his family home and again another brilliant example of them not just jumping in and going, right, he's at his family home. He knows what's doing. He He's lost these memories because they're not important memories. It's 18 years since yeah. he was this age and he's got this adult head on his shoulders and he's there like, oh yeah, there's a key behind this little thing. That's where we used to keep it. And he finds that and then like, it, when he, ha- he, 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 he goes and he finds the mask and he kind of remembers where he
0: got the mask from. But it's only sciences. vague, isn't
1: it? It's not like a whole scene that yeah. plays out. It's just this memory glimpse, like you, like you do. You don't remember full events. You've just got these like almost photographs in your mind of like key, key events of things. Um, yeah. And he starts these, these, it start coming back to him and he has this conversation with his mum when she finally comes home.
0: And mm. that triggers all these it's interesting in the background, the, the music choice in the background there is like a kind of music box um, rendition of parts of the ED, oh, right. like playing cool. over the top of the scene, which I thought was really nice to kind of keep that op- like that big overarching theme of um, the show, and to keep the, like, to hammer those beats home. Yeah. Also, can I just say that the cooking and the food in this show is excellent <laughs> and it everything yeah. looks so good and so tasty she's like i'll make you some hamburgers she's like getting all the meat she's cooking it up <laughs> she's chopping the veg and it's like they've taken a lot of time and care in how this is done and yeah you really oh, you, it just you makes you really it feel like more okay. homely
1: fair enough it does <laughs> feel homely and, and, and i think that goes towards what um satoru satoru realizes because he sort of has has that conversation with mum over dinner and he he thinks was mm. it always like this have i just forgotten and he's like he just realizes that as a kid he didn't appreciate the good times and the good parts of his life he sort of obviously thought about his life potentially quite negative and you see that as an adult how he treats his mum how he talks to his mum he's not got mm. that you know he's, he's he's been brought up well but he's not got like this awe of respect for his mum she's sort of just like ah oh, it's mum she's this sort of person um, and, Yo-kai. <laughs> yeah. And now he's back as a child and he can see th- what she's doing and what, how she's actually bringing him up. He's real. Uh, and that's, that speaks to everyone. You know, we all as adults yeah. look back at our childhood and go, ah, oh, yeah, we kind of, we kind of must have been quite hard. We, we had it quite good. And no, not everyone. I'm not saying everyone's got this perfect childhood, yeah. but a lot of us, um, fortunately will be able to resonate with that and be able to look back and go, yeah, I probably didn't appreciate what I had at the time.
0: Yeah, and I think that, like you said, it speaks to absolutely almost everybody. I think most people can resonate with that feeling of wow, when parents are there for you, yeah. they are so selfless in what they do. And he, and Satru has this realization to the degree that he starts crying at the dinner table, which I just thought was quite yeah, it was quite powerful. Yeah, yeah, um, it was nice. Yeah, and then he kind of whilst after that really lovely scene he kind of decides that what his plan is and we get this cool visual of the the big ball of uh, film reel in the sky yeah. of representing his revival power and um, he resolves to save his mother because that's the reason why his power has activated and so what he decides to do is to he decides that it's linked to Hinazuki's abduction because he feels like there's something he could have done to prevent that. And he feels like that's the, the the moment that is out of place in this timeline that he could have done something. Yeah. So he resolves to find out what's going on with her, see if he can intervene and make sure she doesn't get uh, abducted. Mm. And hopefully by doing that, he'll return to the present and save his mother. Yeah. So
1: through sort of being more observant and trying to focus on Hinazuki, um, he he notices the bruise on her leg, and that's the first in mm. first look at the this sort of the, the the stuff that might be going on at home um, that might be
0: affecting her, and to, to to warn people about this the 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 bruise in her leg is quite clearly from physical abuse mm. from somebody at home and when we talk about our big three questions, we talk about fundamental turnoffs and yes. that the show looks at abuse mm. in quite graphic detail. Yeah, And so before you go into the show, just be aware if you haven't already seen it or if you're planning to watch it, just be aware that that is something there that can be, that could be quite triggering. Yeah. Uh, if you did decide to,
1: to watch it. I think that's a, that's a, a, a good call there, Sam, because um, the, <sighs> <laughs> I, you know it is just a cartoon but they tackle some they tackle some big issues and this is one of those really sensitive ones that um could uh, people could be upset by and I think it's it's worthwhile knowing mm-hmm. from, at the outset yeah that it does tackle that so getting into that then um he, he sort of st- uh, it, this starts to S- Satoro starts to start thinking well there's obviously something not quite right here how she got this bruise um and we get this really nice, uh, look again at children being children and his friends are like hey you like Hinazuki? oh my god everyone <laughs> and they're just sort of like
0: guys check it out yeah, there's
1: no inside voice it's like oh my god i'll set you up oh i'm gonna get you guys to meet i'm gonna arrange it and it's it's a really nice cut scene where it's just like i'm gonna set you guys up and then it cuts to them just talk them just stood
0: awkwardly them outside and, talking outside.
1: yeah yeah and he's like oh i bet he just i bet he just went over and said he likes you uh do you want to do you want to meet and uh it's a really awkward moment and it it's it's interesting i'm not sure how i feel about the fact that he's still got this nervousness about talking to a girl and even though Mm. he's a 29 year old you know he's it it comes up later again when they sort of touch hands and stuff and he feels really nervous and he's like put yourself together Mm. you're 29 years old
0: i'm not sure (laughs) if that's seedy if that's cute if that's just no i think it's it's general being flustered because even then we knew that he wasn't very very sociable beforehand true. and we do get this big talk between the two of of performances and putting on an act mm. she calls uh, him later. out doesn't
1: she and says that you know they're both fakes mm. um and there's lots of ambiguous statements throughout these three episodes that could be taken in lots of different ways that give uh satoru plenty of opportunity to freak out um that mm. people have figured it, him out and fi- like have clocked that he's a 29 year old in a 10 year old's body he- he's constantly like, oh my yeah. god do they know and it's like no no they're just being ambiguous <laughs> with their words that
0: They yeah they're, it's a to build tension for the plot Sather, you're, you're fine yeah. you're fine um, um but she says "Oh, will, will you kill for me and even like there that combined with like the bruise you're immediately like wow yeah okay i mean yeah yep and her voice is very flat and there's not a lot of emoting coming out of that. And Sathru is adamantly like, I, I just want to be friends. I want to be friends and I want to get to know you better. Yeah, um, Which is all part of his master plan to to get to know her so that he can in some way help her and make sure that she's not alone on the day that uh, she disappears. Yeah. Uh, and then we cut to a scene of two boys pissing on each other. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah we do for some reason um I uh, but i think that speaks about. to again it's,
0: it's boys boys being boys yeah. isn't it it's just like
1: lads 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 but at 10 years old um and I, I think i was typing at this point so i sort of caught that out of the side of my i can't even remember what bit this was um but yeah there were some boys in the toilet having pissing competitions and trying to piss on each other <laughs> which is all very fun in games um not really sure what was going on at this point but Basically, the next few scenes are all him just trying to figure out what's going on and get close to, um, mm. what's she called? A- Hinozuki. Yeah, that. And um, it gets to the end of the day, and he, ch- he catches up with Kenya at this point, his friend Kenya. Yes. Are we at that point now? Can we talk about that? I don't think much happens we in are- between
0: there. Um, Not a lot happens, to be fair. Kenya just says, I think it's important that you're paying attention to her, uh, so I'll help you if I can. Hmm. And points him towards uh Hinazuki's essay, yeah, and it, which well, he's there. for anybody reading that. Oh, yeah, that's a cry for help. It is a massive
1: cry for help. But he he points him in the direction by saying, like, what, who is this Kenya guy? Is he some sort of spy? Like, he doesn't just come out and say, "Oh, go read the essay." It was quite <laughs> traumatic, you know. Oh, it was quite bad. Go see what you think, because it points to a lot of things. No, he's like, hmm, have you read? These essays that we all put together as a class, they're quite interesting. Is he a spy? Is he like, <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't want people to overhear him. It's, he's definitely suspicious. And, you know, he definitely knows. He him. is quite he's Definitely, Yeah, he definitely knows more than he's letting on. Um, and we find that out later on. But already I'm like, oh, this this kid is far too mature for Com- he's too cool for school. He is too cool for school. You're right, Sam. If school had a limit on the amount of coolness you were allowed, he would have too much of it and would not be allowed in <laughs> based on those, uh, <laughs> criteria. Um,
0: so he goes. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> that, I'm glad that you clarified that for me. I was unsure before. <laughs> People need to but know. But now I'm, I'm happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he goes home and reads the, um, reads the essay and he, he he's like, okay, stuff's clearly going on at home,
0: confirms his beliefs and, so the the essay is called The Town Where Only I Am Missing, mm. because it's the uh, the idea that she wants to go missing from the town and it keeps going on as normal, but she gets to go to an island where there are no adults, no friends, nobody that she has to perform for, and she can just do what she wants. The, the title of the essay is the Japanese title for the show. Oh, wait. So what's the Japanese title mm. for the show? Uh, Bokudake ga inai machi, which is The Town Where Only I Am Missing. Wow. And that's the title of her essay
1: when you're looking at mental health and stuff the escapism that she's talking about here could Mm. very easily be linked to like suicidal thoughts that sort of i need to get out i need to get free i need to just go somewhere else i needed to stop um and Mm. uh, you know it's very it's very symbolic of that and i think uh, we know it's a cry for help but it is that sort of like Mm. what lengths will she go to to make this a reality
0: um and that yeah, sort of even Sathru pings it as being an SOS. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it's yeah, but it's it, it definitely can be read that way, and it makes you wonder about the the teaching staff at the school, which we do kind of get a bit of an insight into in the next yeah. episode. But we yeah end up this episode with them uh, meeting in the park, and this is where she calls him out for being performative and for playing the role. And she says, mirroring uh, Ari's words from the first episode, if she performs enough and for long enough, maybe she'll believe the emotions and the thoughts and the situation that she's put herself in. Yeah, and this
1: got me thinking about Which... like, the
0: realms of this time travel. Like he, it, at the time
1: of Ari, at the time Ari said this, it resonated with him. It, it had some effect on him. And now this is happening 18 years previously. I'm wondering whether this is like a, a, a butterfly effect almost where like this conversation happened at some point. But then it's, it's a really weird, we don't know enough about this time travel universe yet to know mm-hmm. whether, because you get this sort of idea that some of the things happened exactly as they happened 18 years ago. Because we get in episode three, we get this ice uh, skating race. Happens exactly as he remembers it, and it's whether this memory is there because he's just done it, and it's almost like do some of his memories from this new timeline transpose into his old his old timelines memories. um Yeah, it, it it just asks a lot of questions, which I think is really cool because you know time there's so much that can be done with time travel, and I like that they're sort of playing with maybe hinting at those sort of things and it might there might nothing might come of it it might just be coincidence or whatever but um i like
0: but it's nice that it's getting thrown out there yeah absolutely um Mm. yeah but we end up episode two with the plan basically starting to be on track uh Satharu invites her to his birthday party Mm. they he says um, that he's being honest with her and he's choosing not to lie to her and he's going to be truthful to himself and her and that clicks with her we do get and again this is where yeah. the first of these kind of quite triggering moments arrives but we see this really just brutal beating yeah, that yeah. It, it's
1: Hinozuki it's silhouetted a little bit gets,
0: uh, almost like it's behind mm, a shower
1: curtain or something but it's uh, yeah
0: but it is just pretty
1: oh, pretty brutal it's a lot it's just it, yeah it's only a few and seconds but it's it's just this tra- this transitional scene or this like flashback scene of uh mm. her her getting her, her, i can never remember her name what do you call her Hinazuki getting um yeah uh, beaten so yeah that's how the episode um, ends we find out that
0: and then we get the ed oh yeah the ed what did you
1: think of the ed um i really like the song killer song really good the song is amazing yeah. uh and it's so good i thought the imagery again very very good probably not mm, maybe as good as the op I-, I thought it was i really enjoyed it um th- there's a lot of silhouettes it reminded me a lot of well some of the bits reminded me a lot of the very end ed of uh death note when you've got like the factory <laughs> silhouettes and the changing yeah uh uh like blended sky and things like that and um, yeah yeah and uh, there's a lot of silhouette silhouetted figures again at the beginning
0: with uh, this sort of starry night sky yeah very good yeah, we get Hinazuki skipping through the city honestly this is possibly my benchmark for what an ED should be interesting okay because as well as the OP being this like burst of just animation and everything the ED here it doesn't have to be as animated and as well-directed as it is, but the colour palettes all pop. There's all this striking imagery of uh, the girls falling through the water. And when you compare it to something like uh, Danganronpa's ending or like Sword Art's ending where it's like a stationary character just moving, Mm, this just... They didn't need to, but it's so good. And like you said, the song is amazing, and it syncs with the, the visuals as well. Like it's a slow build up where she's skipping, and then when the song drops, mm. that's where all the like the crazy shit starts to fly yeah, yeah. visually. And yeah, oh man, it's just it's just amazing. Yeah. It's just amazing.
1: Ah, awesome. No, I'm I'm glad we're both on the same page. They're both very you know very good op, very good ed. I think ed, uh, especially actually. To be fair, if you're ranking, you know. If you're putting them together, this is probably the best show so far that's done them both well. Um, usually, yeah, you know, even like Attack on Titan, the ED is not amazing. Um, Yuri, mm. the, I can't even remember the ED for Yuri. Um, but anyway, yeah, um, it, yeah, it's bo- both both Yeah, both banks. Um Right, so. I am very conscious of time Sam. We have been talking a long time about the first two episodes. Yeah. We got to, we've got to get episode <laughs> we've 3. We've got to get knocked through out. <laughs> episode 3. So we get um Hamada this skating character and you know they they have this really intense race which I don't really understand is Satoru amazing at skating. <laughs> like he beats <laughs> he he has a chance to beat this kid who is devoted to it and
0: you know um mm. is a and we get that interesting question of, should I beat him now? Yeah, but my question is, how can he beat him now? Well, I think it's like he was al- always able to, because you remember, he, he has the memory exactly. Where, oh, I made the same decision as last time. But but he doesn't do skating, I think he does he? We don't be... get any
1: sort of insight into how he's a good skater compared to this guy who's like literally winning competitions and is like an yeah. elite at his age group. Uh, but anyway, he decides that he needs to lose this race. Which is why, which is by mm. the way, that the reason I'm emphasizing this so much, because this emphasize, this, this to me is another hint towards the rules of the time travel in this universe, because potentially he's good because he's got an adult head on him. So he knows, he's got those yeah. sort of, um,
0: he knows the technique better. He knows the technique he better. Can...
1: And he's not necessarily got the muscle memory because we see in episode two, To him, sort of stumble as he's running around, which suggests that he's not necessarily got the coordination of an adult, but maybe he's got those skills somewhere in him, which means that originally Mm. it's the same. That means it's the same timeline because he went back and he has that same memory from when he was a child. So it's the same situation, Mm. which means that it's all the same timeline. So maybe things play out as exactly as
0: they have been. Anyway, uh, mm, so he's he has limited influence over it, but he he chooses to throw the race, which is which is what he did originally. Yeah. And Hinazuki sees I'm not this, sure and I understand. well, I don't care if you don't understand. <laughs> Watch, you're going to listen to me rant anyway. <laughs> this pisses Hinozuki off, um, and they have a confrontation on the stairs at, where she says, "I thought you were going to be honest to me. This just proves that I can't trust you anymore." Yeah, and she kind of storms off and. Refuses to. I talk mean, he holds his that. hands up pretty quickly. Um, he's like, "Yeah, all
1: right, I threw the race. I thought I should." Um, but she's not buying it. Yeah, uh, and she, yeah, she storms off. No. Um, and he's like, he he asks her when her birthday is, doesn't he? Because he yes. sort of figured out the murder must happen between March the first, because he, he he know is. he knows
0: yeah. he knows that she disappears in March, I think, but he can't remember the he, date. He knows that um. She's ten when she disappears, which means that she's not aged up yet. So before the end of the school year, he knows that he's got that. So So when's when's the end of the school year?
1: Because I think this is what I was I was talking about you about this off mic to do with the calendar. Because I was like, surely just because she hasn't aged up, her birthday could be like July or something.
0: Why do we not? (laughs) But obviously the yeah the Japanese school year ends late March, early April. Okay, so they're coming to the end of their uh, fifth grade because yeah. I are going to go into um and he goes to the teacher's office to find out what her birth is because he's figured out that x day as he calls mm. it is between now and her birth well i i think i so think i birth- think he knows she disappeared in march uh, because mm.
1: because at the minute we're in february we're in like the 19th of february but he specifically yeah. says between march it's in march between march the first and her birthday she's going to disappear uh mm-hmm. because he automatically he goes so yeah he goes to the classroom to find the register um to find h- how old, when a birthday is and obviously he gets caught by this teacher um and we get our first yeah. look at his sensei uh i don't I didn't get his name down but it's his it's his teacher um yeah who is clearly and the murderer he's... by the way really yeah, he's a murderer <laughs>
0: okay well when his the
1: prediction of the week is (laughs) he's absolutely the murderer first of all when we panned up from mum dying his face is very it could you know is almost identical to the murderer's face that we we get the bottom half of when mums mums died it it is it is Uh
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'll take your word for it man who has never seen the show (laughs) Um,
1: Second of all, he, there's a, there's a lingering pause on the teacher's face after we leave the shot. He could, he could also be the guy in the hat, which I think they are all the same person. Um, the guy that follows mum. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who I'm assuming is the murderer, who I'm assuming is this teacher. Um, but older. And, um, finally, he reveals far too much information to this 10 year old boy. Far too much confidential and safeguarding information oh, yeah. to this ten-year-old boy. It's a lot. Like, first of all, <laughs> that just gets drunk. the teacher just just goes just tells him her birthday. That's confidential information. You shouldn't be sharing that with another pupil. But GDPR gone gone mad. GDPR gone mad. And oh, this was before GDPR though, so we're fine. No, this is back in the '80s, so it's like <laughs> it <eight> flies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be honest, scratch everything I've just said. It was in the '80s, so ev- everything's fine. <laughs> It's the oh
0: 80s. God. Do a lot of coke and vote for Ronald Reagan.
1: <laughs> this is completely normal.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, yeah, he and he just he starts saying, yeah, I know that uh, Hinazuki is getting physically abused by a mother. Yeah which and I've tried to send social services to the house but the mothers always out so we can't do anything until we get solid evidence like yeah,
1: right. why are you telling a 10 year old boy this do more well yeah do, 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 do more. more do more but <laughs> do more but at the same time why are you telling this 10 year old boy this like he literally says mm-hmm. um you know oh yeah she's going to be as soon as social services confirm everything she's going to be sent away to another school she won't come here anymore um it's like what, what, this is how is this Information this ten year old boy should be receiving, like it's not in any situation. Yeah. It's like he's venting, it's- and the, the the teacher says, "Oh yeah, I've been contemplating telling the whole class that this girl is being abused." Because, but like, why? Why is that even? Why would you why, do that? Why are you even considering that? Like, is like, "But I'm worried that she'll get bullied because of it." I'm like, "That's not the concern you should be having." What is the benefit of like no
0: telling the class? It's, it's like that's
1: not going to help yeah, any no, situation.
0: Um, he's a number of steps removed from uh having any decent impact on this girl's life he, he he's but but anyway
1: fortunately he's got the she's got the same birthday as our main protagonist so it's all happy days we find out that they share the same birthday of march the 2nd so conveniently because we know it's in march and we know it's <laughs> not march the 2nd because she's not 11 <laughs> that we know it must be march the 1st she must- Completely so eliminates it gives us eleven days. Yeah, completely eliminates every other day in March. <laughs> well, that's handy.
0: Um, <laughs> that's handy, isn't it? It's, it's great. <laughs> uh, good God! So I, it really, yeah, it's it's mad, and we, we get to meet Yuki um, after. Yeah, after done all this information gathering, and and it's Pedo Boy. Like I said earlier, it, Pedo Boy, <laughs> the worst superhero in the world. <laughs> but. Like I said earlier, I really like the way that this scene gets handled in that because of Satoru having the mind of a twenty-nine-year-old, yeah. he's able to tell that Yuki is actively trying to hide his accent. He's um, yeah, well, what, what?
1: Can you explain he's why po- he's
0: hiding his accent? Is that just so Hokkaido is in the north of Japan, and they tend to have a bit more of kind of a rough around the edges okay. accent, which might be quite difficult for young children to understand. Right especially if the accent's quite thick. So when Yuki's talking to the kids... I figured it was something like that. He really tries to... I figured it was something like that, but I just didn't have the context. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he enunciates, and then we get all these different flashes forward to when Satharu was talking to the police in the original timeline, where... They say, "Oh, did uh, when he spoke to you, how did it make you feel?" And he's like, "Oh, I felt comfortable because he changed his accent for." Mm. And it's, was there anything in his room that made you feel uncomfortable? And he spots the porn yeah. up on the shelf. I mean, he's twenty, it's 20 he's 20. twenty-three, so of course. Yeah. And it's t- in the, it's the eighties; internet porn doesn't exist yet. <laughs> so, like, he's got this little curtain through yeah. <laughs> his porn shelf. Yeah,
1: and it's like, was there anything um, that made but, you feel like, uncomfortable? And that cuts. Uh, it's, 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 you mm-hmm. could, like you said earlier, it's about that, like change of perspective and how the police would interpret those things as being really seedy and worrying and cons- you know safeguarding issues yeah compared to like no this
0: is just a 23 year old kid who's like trying to who's just being it's nice. just an awkward kid who doesn't who doesn't know any better it's kind of but almost, having said I feel that like but it's having said that, that he's has gone it's implied what I I feel that it's the, the way that he interacts with the kids, and the fact that he's seen to be quite nerdy and like introverted, that maybe he's in in some way he's got like a deficit with his social skills, or he's he's yeah maybe not able to function very very well out in the wider world. Well, he hasn't got friends um, his
1: own age. The fact that he's hanging around with ten year old boys is, mm-hmm. a, is 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 you know a clear indicator that things might not be going <laughs> great for him socially and and yeah uh,
0: he's got his stutter as well yeah
1: on that can why is he in alone in the bedroom with a 10 year old boy it just it, in uh, yeah, it, it is the it 80s really it, it's him, the 80s Sam. It? it's fine but
0: <laughs> it's everything if that happens now you know <laughs> jim will fix it mate don't you oh worry god. <laughs> oh god oh god Dear me no it, it is dodgy and it is very inappropriate yes. and out of context you can see why that all adds up to Yuki getting arrested yes. in the initial timeline but Satoru kind of he decides to resolve that he will help Yuki and solve this so he goes to uh, Hinazuki's house in order to help and to kind of yeah move forward with his plan and good lord do we get just the most yeah awful awful yep we do we see we we, we, he gets to our house and he sees
1: footprints he sees some gloves on the floor that have been ripped or burnt and he he follows the footprints to a shed in the back back garden Uh, pretty run down he Mm -hmm. he comments on how like run down the place looks or how messy it looks but then he he opens the shed door and finds inazuki on the floor uh, very scandally in her underclothes yeah just covered in bruises beaten, bloodied yeah and uh, she's like tells him to go away M- the mum her mum comes and picks her up with a grin on her face and sort of like le- leads her back to the house and gives her some abuse on the way sort of verbally just not being not really caring and um you can mm. see satara sataru sataru's yeah, anger yeah his anger just rises and boils and it 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 goes to again like what you said earlier about him being in a 10 year old's body and not actually being able to do that much. Mum just sort of casts him aside mm-hmm. with a small wave of her arm and he stumbles against the shed. Yep. Like he is just this small figure in, in this big world. And, um, yeah, he sort of calls out mm-hmm. like, what happened to you? And mum says, what happened? What happened in Azuki in this sort of like knowing way that she's never going to c- confess. She's never going s- to speak she's up never gonna or speak up and. Hinazuki just says she fell, and that sort of hits home it's tragic. to Satoru. That It's so heartbreaking. Oh yeah, absolutely. And Satoru is just like stunned. He just can't respond. And we get this mm. awful scene again. It just gets worse to worse, from worse to worse. It keeps piling on and piling Hinozuki on. Hinozuki getting her head dunked in a sink full of ice to try and reduce the swelling and reduce the, the bruising so that by Monday she'll be fine to go back to school. Um, and dad's in the mm. front room drinking watching TV which you know I was doing this last night watching this just drinking and watching TV but I didn't have a 10 year old getting abused in the next room um it's yeah. a, it's a really and brutal it's the scene. comment he
0: makes as well what he's he just say? I'll make sure that there's some ice left for, oh god for me he cuts to his, him it's with like, his Fuck glass of whiskey guy. with some ice in it yeah it's uh and the, the way this entire scene is directed as well and i and I have to give credit where credit's due they don't try to make it servicey. they don't try to do anything with like skeezy angles or anything no. like that and Thank the way God. that yeah right <laughs> um, the whole from the beginning where Satharu runs to the door and it's this first person of him running to the shed we see that kind of movement and then it's this cut between glimpses of her and his reaction and the mum is always shot from low angles because it really so you get the feeling that she is this towering mm. imposing presence and there is nothing that Satoru can do it's just yeah. and again like we said earlier it just doesn't hold back from these issues no, it and it shows how utterly shitty life is for Hinazuki and suddenly you realize why she's so withdrawn why she wrote that essay because you get you see the extent of it
1: yeah and i think fuck those guys as much as we as much as we want to make people we don't want to we don't want to trigger people and we don't want to people to feel uncomfortable um i think if if you can watch this it is a really powerful show in that regard it does do a really Mm. i think and i'm sure you agree it does a good job of illustrating those in a respectful way to the victims and things like that it's it gives a really open and honest view um of, of of those issues uh yeah, yeah. So, should we move on? Yes. Let's, make, let's we make get some more jo- lunch money. Let's gates. make some more jo- jokes about stuff. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yes yeah, Satoru is has has collected the money, lunch
0: money, of all the kids, and it's been taken. Ah, oh, no. And Miss Sato, or as I like to call her, bitch girl, yes, bitch girl. has decided to frame Himizuki, and she starts whipping the class up to bully her. It's Like, check your bags, check your bags. Someone's got to have stolen it. I bet it's her because she's poor. Yeah, And Hinazuki does have the money. Yeah, she just pulls it out. And, and like, everybody is, is... Everybody is about to pile in. And I absolutely love this moment. Because <clears throat> we've just had that awful scene. This is... Everything's still going south for this girl. And there is just this moment where Satoru just snaps. Yeah. And he smashes the table and shouts at Misato. And honestly... As I was watching it, I could feel my pulse, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. going. I was just like, "That is it. That's that is good tension release, and that is absolutely pristine directing." Yeah, like, it's a good. It's so it's good, a good moment he, because he... your blood's boiling.
1: Because you can see, there's enough there to see that this bitch is framing. Um, Hinazuki, uh, yeah, Hinazuki. Um, Hinazuki. And you know, there's not enough for the children to know that. There's not maybe enough evidence for the teacher to know that, but you, the,
0: it's hinted at through her reaction, through her, and, and through, um, her body language, yes. the way that she's got like a little bead of sweat just in the corner. Yeah,
1: it's, uh, and, and you just want something to happen. And yeah, you're right. Sato- Satoru's uh, reaction to that is, is pretty impressive. Um, and the teacher, I don't really get the teacher's perspective. He's like, ah, oh, it's fine, whatever. I'm
0: sure it didn't happen like that. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I think it's some quite quick thinking on his part because he, cause all of that tension has now been released and he manages to frame it in a way that Hinazuki then doesn't get any more blame for it. It makes perfect sense. I just, well, I just uh, She was on money collecting
1: duty. Right. I, I just didn't understand the, what he was saying, really. I didn't, didn't get what, how it excused it. So he was saying that she was on money collecting duty as well. Even, even,
0: yeah, because they were both there at the front. So uh, it makes sense that she has it. So then nobody, everyone goes, oh, yeah, that makes sense. So she didn't steal it. it was like she, she was see. supposed to have it. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. it that all kind of, Satoru then decides, okay, I'm going to do something nice. And yeah. the final scene of the uh, episode, well, not the final scene, but the, the final moments of the episode are him taking uh Hinazuki up into the mountains to see a christmas tree oh yeah that's li- that's nice we have this wonderful shot like the cut of her looking up at the christmas tree the way the camera pans around pans back yeah and then goes up into the I, tree I, and the I, lights mm. shining off the icicles and the the stars i i love that cut okay i loved it you, in its entirety I was a bit like, blimey, this is panning
1: along these branches at rapid speed. It was like, like some sort of <laughs> supersonic action shot. like, in. vroom vroom all the way up the uh, branches. Um But the colors mm. and the, uh, the overall image is really impressive. Yeah. And it's, it's not a Christmas tree for anyone who hasn't seen it. It's a giant tree with icicles on it with bare branches, with icicles hanging down that sort of reflect the moonlight and the stars are in the background.
0: It's a really cool bit of artistry. Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we- and she Hinazuki for the first time, we see her smile. Yeah. And she says the line that she's been saying to Satoru throughout the whole of the three episodes, which is, what are you, you stupid? <laughs> yeah. But the way she says it, and I credit the voice actress, she nails, there's actually a happy inflection right, in yeah, there yeah. for the first time. And it's like this, yeah, she's got a genuine moment. There, there's something there for her to now hang on to. And yeah. I thought it was great.
1: Yep, it's cool. I mean, uh, we get some weird thing with the foxes as well, but, you know, fun foxes uh, making dance. Fox friends. Fox friends. Um, and we get a look, and this reveals all that uh, <gasps> Kenya and Sensei are in it together. And uh, it pans to the school, and it's after hours, and Kenya is talking to Sensei. And we don't know what they're saying, we don't know anything, but we just know that there's something not quite right there, and this is there's some ominous music, his eyes are shadowed, and it's like yeah spooky yeah, so i um I'm thinking there's i don't know i'm I'm probably overthinking this, but I'm gonna make another outlandish prediction um hit me with I it. think I think Kenya is someone else who's been sent back in time to be that age, so the butterfly effects the the they've had their own revival and's been sent back to the same moment. And mm-hmm. I think either he's talk, he's already, he's come back maybe a bit earlier and he's talking to Sensei to make, maybe it's like a, 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 a flippity flu, <laughs> you know, like it's a flippity, flippity flu, flippity, Technical yeah, term. flippity flu, <laughs> where they're trying to make you sus of these guys, but really they're actually trying to help Cetera, Um, or mm. the creepy guy is, I think the creepy guy is the teacher and he the murder guy murder guy from the
0: the main from the future timeline yeah Uh uh-huh
1: who I don't know I don't know time travel's hard man um
0: (laughs) yeah and that ends us that ends us out of episodes uh three uh do you have any ons and ends before we get onto our big three questions
1: no not really the animation again i I thought was really cool i I thought they transitioned nicely between those like 3d running effects and and moving through things um apart apart from that i didn't really have much else to say i think we'll get into it in the three questions what about you uh
0: yeah i just comments that the animation and the direction is really really solid throughout uh all the characters are moving with purpose. There's attention being paid to even the small things like uh, the way that they move downstairs or the way that background characters are interacting with each other and the way that the food is prepared even with that. Mm. Um, it's just, it's really po- well polished. And from the guy who directed SAO to deliver this, mm. it's like, it, it's night and day. I feel yeah, yeah, very in some very ways different. in terms of the... The way that sao presents its themes versus how this presents its themes um yeah. which is good uh, and just that the op and the ed yes. are absolute bangers yeah. absolutely
1: right let's get into the three questions okay so three questions first question sam is it conceptually good
0: uh yes um I think the fact that the power is just like an accepted part of the world, and uh, it isn't something that he can abuse and overuse. It's
1: almost to, to me—you you call it a power. It's almost like someone doing something to him. It's—it's because it's, it, he doesn't really have any control mm. over it. It's like he's been chosen, and some some
0: being something is doing this, make, putting him in these situations. Sure, something is- intervening in, and sending them about yeah. but I, I like that it just gets explained quickly in the first episode and that's it it's just okay this is an established yeah. part go with it and i think the, the key concept for me is the fact that is it is it's not the power itself it's the idea of having the mind of a 29 year old in the body of a 10 11 year old and the way that he's having to interact and he has there's, there's a time limit and there are there are stakes yeah and he's got to sort this out, and I think that makes some absolutely incredible tension yeah. when he's limited by his size and the way that others view him i I just think that as a concept mixed in with i think the the yeah. time travel stuff is really good yeah. how about you i I thought it was really hard to define
1: the concept like you know you've struggled a little bit there I think you've you've nailed i think you've done a much better job than me because I didn't really. It's time travel, but he doesn't have any control over it. His mother's been murdered, so it's sort of this detective show as well. Um, and mm-hmm. what, but I think that pays, I think that's a,
0: a good thing more than anything. There's the, do you know what I like? Is that I like that time travel is a feature oh, of the show. Yeah,
1: that's what I was, that's what I was going to say.
0: The way it sets up in the
1: first episode is that here's this fun event. He's going to be able to go back in time a few minutes and he's going to be able to save people's lives. And it happens in quick succession. It happens twice. And we sort of feel like that's it. That's, that's, it's going to be not, not, not quite monster of the week, but it's going to be in these episodes. He's going to go back and he's going to save things as he goes through his day to day life and he's going to come back to normal. And next episode, everything's going to be the same. And then it transitions mm. into this back in time we are now focusing on one key incident and it's got depth and it's got his, it's got gravitas and ramifications and it becomes this more mm. longitudinal look at one incident. And so yeah. it, it, the concept is tricky to nail because it does jump around and have these different elements, but I think that's to its credit and it, it's, it, it's good. Yeah. It.
0: You would want to at face value say it's time travel story, mm. but actually the time travel is just a means to get him back into the body of the child yeah. and then from that point that's when the real story yes
1: starts yeah. so i think yes it is absolutely conceptually good based Brilliant. on that well what about our second question will are there any fundamental turnoffs um i think the obvious one we've already talked about it's a bit hard hitting at times the there are some things yep. that people could be triggered by and could understandably upset people um Mm-hmm. You have to go in it with an air of caution, but I, by any realm of logic, don't think that that's enough to say it's a turnoff. Because these are is- important issues that should be discussed and should be talked about. And mm-hmm. just because this show does that, doesn't mean that you shouldn't watch it. It's it's a they're they're important and they're done well. They're not done in yeah. a way that's going to just you know make light of it or mock it that these issues are taken seriously and you know there are s- slight moments of comic relief but they are no- in no way linked to these moments these moments are it's that they you know respect these issues and do a good job of it i think so no i don't think there are any fundamental turn us. what about you
0: yeah I, I completely agree i think the main turn-off is the very intense uh subject matter uh it the show does not pull its punches with the way that it presents them, but it also never presents them in a jokey or fan servicey way. It is it's got something to say and I think it says it in a very respectful way. Be cautious going in, but I don't think it's something that is worth you completely skipping yeah. this show for. Okay.
1: Good. And we're already on to question three. Does it make you mm. want to
0: watch more? Yes, I'm going to go after this uh, episode is recorded. I'm going to go watch the rest of it tonight. <laughs> uh, I just, I'm just, i just so invested all over again. Yeah. Um, and it's a short show. So you know that you're going to get the complete story in one or two sittings. Yeah. It's compelling. The cliffhanger episode three is enough to make me want to keep going. I mean, the... the concept of he's only got 11 days left alone makes me want to keep going and watch more and it's been long enough now that I vaguely remember how it ends but not in enough detail to be able to say it beat for beat so I really want to go back and actually see how he gets from where he is to where I vaguely remember it ending how about you? Are you going to watch more? I'm
1: absolutely going to watch more this is right on my alley Uh, I really enjoyed it, I thought yeah, I, I I genuinely was very close. I was thinking about ways I could watch it, watch the rest of the series and not tell you. I was thinking, can I just get away <laughs> with, because episode four sort of kicked in as it does on Netflix. And I was like,
0: oh, yeah, can I yeah. just let it
1: go? And I was like, no, no, stop it, stop it. Um So yeah. Without a question
0: of a doubt. I was exactly the uh, same. I, 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 had to, <laughs> I was like, uh, I, I could edit one of the episodes of the podcast today, or I could binge finish Erased <laughs> before Will comes <laughs> on. <laughs> but I showed restraint. I'm going to go do it now instead, so I'm not sleeping tonight until I finish it. Oh, brilliant, it. brilliant.
1: Yeah, no, I'll, I'm going to try and finish that uh, this week. I've got a ton of work to do today, but apart from that, I'll uh, yeah, that's going to be my next mission, to pause uh,
0: how to get away with murder and to watch Erased instead. Um, yeah, Amazing! So well done, Erased. You've made it. You have gained access to the yeah. universe. You are a show that we could show to anybody, and feel like they could enjoy, get on board with, and potentially use you as a springboard, as a gateway, to go on into the universe, the weird, wide, and wonderful mm-hmm. world of anime.
1: Oh, wonderful! I think that's brilliant. Yeah, unequivocally, both agree. Great show. So, next week, Sam, what
0: is the next show we're gonna test? test out what's it gonna be oh next week uh from the realistic and often gritty world of erased we are going to be taking more of a fantasy direction next week as we look at yet another isekai show so a new world show Next week will I would like you to have a look at Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash.
1: Okay, you're going to have to, you know, spell that out for me in 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 our chat because
0: <laughs> it sound <laughs> Yes, uh it's it's a bit of a strange title and the light novels it's based off have other translations of how it is, but the anime specifically is called Grimgar of Fantasy and Ash. So that is what we're looking at next week if you would like to join in. Go watch the first three episodes before coming back next time. Mm,
1: absolutely, maybe if you want, <laughs> and let us know. i tell you what to do, <laughs> <laughs> and let us know what you thought of erased and all the other shows we've talked about. Yeah, we obviously did our top five episode last week, which I thought went really well. Uh, so give that a listen and see if you agree with mine and Sam's top five shows so far. Um, It's been great. It's been good talking about Erased this week. Uh, I look forward to next week. If you guys want to get in contact, we're on Instagram, uh, Twitter, Facebook uh, at Gateway to the Aniverse or Gateway TTA on Twitter. Uh, We'd love to hear your thoughts. Let us know and we'll see you next week
0: in the Aniverse. Don't forget to leave us a nice review if you like the show and hit subscribe on any of your podcast watching apps or Uh, services to make sure that you know when we release a new episode or special. Take care. We'll see you later. Bye!